We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on my show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this is based on my personal opinion. So take what helps and leave the rest. If you're really suffering, call 911 or your local emergency services. Thanks. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role only in front of the most qualified people. Then you can use simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. When I look for candidates on LinkedIn.com, I like to see where they've worked before, their experience, anyone who's recommended them. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash helpmebeme. That's linkedin.com slash helpmebeme to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. It's Sarah May, and this is an episode I'm calling Holiday Feels. And it's kind of like a a soft, warm, puffy coat you can wrap around yourself. It's how to stay centered and coming from love and be able to stay you, even if you're facing some uh, some gnarly emotions and maybe intense things are coming up because of the holidays, because of being around family or whoever, or maybe you're newly single, all of that stuff. So this is really about giving you some calming resources and tools and perspective as you navigate the stress that comes with the holiday season. So this is kind of a, a wide-ranging episode. It's for support of in all kinds of situations um, because a lot of things come up towards the end of the year. It's, it's because it's heightened. You know, there are a lot of expectations. There are feelings like we need to be somewhere, be with someone, have certain things, be a certain way. And if you are working on yourself, it can be just enough more stuff coming up um, to make you feel overwhelmed. It can push you past feeling like, okay, I'm okay, to now I'm freaking out or just being in that kind of like uh, just constantly on state where your sleep starts to get disrupted, etc. So this is also a time when we are facing a lot of expectations from other people and we are negotiating our way through their needs and our own need to protect ourselves and keep ourselves emotionally safe. So this can be an especially intense time for any of you currently doing some organ therapy, um, confronting old stuff. If you're in the middle of that kind of work, I mean, the holidays are rough. So for me, the holidays used to be really triggering just because when you are trying to align yourself, meaning you're tapping into the undealt with stuff inside, it means you have to listen to your feelings and you have to like honor your feelings for the first time in a really long time. So for me working on addiction and eating disorders, I had to reclaim my true feelings, like honor those feelings, hear them. And this time of year felt like a time when everyone is agreeing to act like nothing's wrong and deny feelings, which I think can feel very in opposition to mental health. So if that's ringing any bells for you, I feel you. It can feel almost like a threat to your sanity or your sobriety or just your stability to, to quote, play house, even if it's just for a day. 
So to you in particular, I just want to say right off the bat, do what you have to do to take care of yourself and don't beat yourself up about it. It's just another set of days and they come around every year. So don't make this into a bigger deal in your own head. And don't worry, you're not crazy. You are still a good person, even if you don't do what other people want you to do. It's not always going to be this way. You're not always going to be you know, a construction site of a person. <laughs> the holidays and family can and will be something new and different throughout your life. This is not the end of your chance to, you know, have a happy holiday season. It's life is a very long thing. So as I like to say, don't freak out about the fact that you're freaking out and don't feel bad about the fact that you feel bad that's just wasted energy that's you on you you don't need to experience that extra badness so in the face of things that come up look upon it with somewhat of a state of amusement and I would say that's that's something I would advise to anybody who's having a lot of feelings that are coming up right now just like look at it and just be amused anytime we add that like judgment layer to it it's like the judgment layer is what costs us so much pain you know so if st stuff's coming up don't panic it's natural. Just allow it to float through your body with non-attachment and allow it to pass as it wants to, just like a fart. <laughs> as I was leaving my son's school yesterday, I heard a little girl very matter-of-factly tell her mom, I farted today and now I have to poop. And her mom said, wow, yeah, that, that happens. And I just thought, how amazing <laughs> and, uh, and adorable and freeing <laughs> to be a kid, you know? That child can just say those things and not not think anything about it. Sorry if you're in the middle of lunch. Um, I brought that story up because I wanted you to think of emotions in the same way. They just, they come up sometimes. And then we can practice redirecting our thoughts and practice non-attachment. And also sometimes we have to do some self-soothing. And with all of that action, like deliberate um, and, and immediate action, then they evaporate and they are gone. And that is what can happen. They go away faster and faster if we don't engage them with our story. You know, if we don't start to say like, and then the next plot point of this story is blank. Thoughts are fluid. They're fast changing. Dogs are fighting in the background. Okay, nope, still fighting. They are fluid, fast changing and temporary. We do not have to attach to them. And once we engage them with thoughtful importance, it's like we have chosen a line we're going to wait at in Disneyland. Like we are going to be there for at least 45 minutes. We are choosing a very specific emotional roller coaster. So even when it seems really true and important and meaningful to get on a particular emotional ride, it is always optional. We can choose a much lower investment version of that thought. We can choose to back up, disengage, and redirect, and question whether or not something a little bit more empowering is op is another option that we want, you know? It gives us the flexibility of having a choice, just in that moment, instead of engaging, of just stepping back and witnessing. So acknowledge the feeling and say, maybe things are going to be just fine, or maybe I don't have to worry at all, or am I upset about this though, really? Maybe I'm not upset. That's how we start to weaken old muscle memory. It's just realizing we have an opportunity to pause in that instance. So I kind of got on a tangent there about reacting to emotions. Anyway, what, in this episode, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. And because I am talking to a lot of different kinds of individuals, you're going to hear a lot of different topics come up. So hope it's amusing at the very least. And uh, here we go. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. I personally think the Ritual website is beautiful. Also, the ordering process is very convenient. I mean, all of that aside, they are a very evidence-based company and it all shows in the ingredients in their supplements. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? 
Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash help me be me and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash help me be me. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each prompt asks questions like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After a year, StoryWorth then compiles all of your loved ones' stories, including photos, and they make this beautiful keepsake book, and you can share and revisit this for generations to come. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash helpmebeme and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash helpmebeme to save $10 on your first purchase. Part one, the what. Okay. Several what's here, but the net-net is holiday feels. Anxiety, stress, worry, fears about the holidays due to being around people who trigger you or having any intense relationships with family. I know a lot of you have family who bring a lot of their own expectations to the table and or a perspective that does not align with yours. So this can be an intense time. Also, if you just plan on being alone for the holidays. I remember when I was single and living alone, I, I felt so much pressure, like I was... It was almost like so much was bottled up and during this time it was like this weird feeling of I have no idea what I might do and it was almost like a fearful sense like a foreboding sense and I would say that's partly because at the end of the year there's a lot of taking stock a lot of looking back looking forward and whenever major holidays come up it's a big milestone in the year that just helps us market you know so for that reason we remember a lot of stuff we focus on a lot of stuff it can bring up more emotions and for me that was just enough you know it's like a big stew pot and you're throwing in all sorts of weird spices it kind of pushed me into this space of feeling a little groundless like the loneliness and the groundlessness made me feel like I needed to throw myself into something anything in order to feel some sensation other than anxiety, some kind of, you know, tethering to something or something that would block out the feelings of emptiness and anxiety. So I was really shopping for any kind of extreme anything. And that could have been hurt or passion or excitement. And all that sense of needing to fill that void, that that emptiness was in part due to the lens that comes up from a marker like the end of the year. And the fact that everybody is kind of following a prescribed set of things you're supposed to do. So it kind of like leaves you outside of that and you can really see the stark contrast for just this moment in time. So for those of you who are finding yourself newly solo during this time of year and that stings, I send you in particular my love and know that you are not alone. This is also breakup season for a similar reason. I think people are taking stock of where they are in their life and also what they want, where they think they should be, or they think they shouldn't be. But just know, no matter what group you are in, things change quite quickly. And don't focus on just what's wrong, you know, so if you are at a low, low point right now, don't fret, this is not forever. And I would say, when you are confronted with just loneliness and being with yourself, that confrontation brings with it a great potential for personal growth where when there's a vacuum of someone else it gives us the ripest opportunity to create a personal growth spurt it, it allows us to to jump into personal growth with both feet and we have an opportunity a window of time when we can meet ourselves and like fall in love and in order to do that you have to sometimes you have to choose 
to see it that way. You have to choose to look at this time as an opportunity, even if in, if everything in your body does not agree with that and everything in your body is telling you like, but I'm alone and this sucks. So just like with a relationship, when you've been in it a long time, love is a choice. Love is a choice in this situation too. You got to choose to make this into an opportunity. Got another tangent there. Here is part two, the why. There's no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can say I've never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. My shampoo, which is specially tailored for breakage, it smells amazing, also makes my hair super silky and soft. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash helpmebeme. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash helpmebeme for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. The holidays are all about creating the magic of the season. And this year, KiwiCo invites you to make the holidays a little more hands-on, all while learning a thing or two along the way. Boost your creative confidence this holiday season with a Maker Crate subscription from KiwiCo. You'll get new art and design projects each month, along with high-quality tools and materials conveniently delivered to your door. I personally love the Batik wrapping cloths. I mean, they're pretty gorgeous. It also makes it look extra special, like you put thought and energy and skill into all of your gifts. Another crate that I would love to try is the Punch Needle Pillow Crate. I mean, imagine being able to design your own pillow that just complements the couch. And you can say, oh, by the way, I made that. <laughs> Maker Crate delivers high quality materials, tools, and inspiration to encourage lifelong art and design skills. Turn artistic visions into reality this holiday season with Maker Crate from KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping with code HELPMEBEME at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KIWICO.com. Promo code HELPMEBEME. Like I said before, the end of the year is a time we mark and we remember, and it's also a time when old figures in our life return. It's also a time when people gather with those they consider family, which is in itself context that brings on pressure to have family and be with that family. So it's kind of like a microscope for what we have or what others have and what we think we should have. So in that moment, it brings with it reflection just via the milestone, which if you are working on yourself or you have a lot of undealt with stuff or you struggle with anxiety, the additional emphasis can sometimes be too much or it can be like an everything becomes an emotional soup. So it's too much to deal with at once because and, and because of this, you might find that you are driven to eat more, drink more, or I don't know, have sex more, fill in the blank more. And that would be a misplaced attempt at self-soothing in a more quick fish, quick fix fashion. So for all my codependents out there, the holidays bring on too many other people's feelings, expectations, which then bring up any areas where we may have gotten healthier and therefore new friction comes in those areas. So you might find like you're not getting along so well with people in your life like you used to because you've gotten healthier in the last several years of your life. So a lot of stuff comes up here and it really puts our our tools to the test. Um, old feelings, groundlessness, anxiety, negative self-soothing habits. So I would say when we have all of these feelings during the time during this time of year, um, it can be additionally stressful when we have to deal with other people's feelings that are coming up during this time of year. 
as in extended family or in-laws. So for those of you who have difficult family members who have, maybe you have past conflict with them and you're dreading seeing them, know that for whatever it's worth, they are very much seeing you through kind of a muddy windshield that is clouded by the experiences that happened before they knew you. Uh, And maybe this is a family member that's known you for a really long time. Either way, their windshield is covered with the mud of their past experiences. And when it comes to family gatherings, there are a lot of expectations that come from beliefs around hierarchy and beliefs around how families should behave, how children should behave, how they should relate to their elders. And a lot of these belief systems, a lot of the time they don't uh, align, they clash. And that's especially true when new families merge. So for a lot of people, there are deeper wounds of rejection that happened a long time ago. And I would say that a lot of those wounds happen when it comes to that merging of two new families into a new unit. And by that, I mean, uh, so the kids of a family get married and start to form their own new families. And so we're basically taking the value system of one family and merging it with the value system of another family. And then that new family has to kind of decide what they want to keep, what they want to evolve, what their practices are, what their beliefs are, what their hierarchy is. And with that, we have to negotiate the terms. We have to negotiate new power structures and we have to decide, you know, who we're going to have allegiances with. And that means a lot of the time, some allegiances are let go of and new ones are, they're replaced with new ones. And for a lot of people, that is very painful. And it brings up a lot of feelings like, but why don't you love me enough? And why aren't you honoring my feelings in this situation? Or why are you so selfish? And when it comes to kind of the old guard, it it can bring up a sense of needing to put someone back in their old role. So you might find that um, older generations are attempting to get the younger generations to return to a system with which they used to be able to control them or the way things used to be. And that's its own fun and emotional roller coaster. So know that if any of that stuff is coming up for you, it's a very common situation to be in. And no, I know that doesn't make it easier, but it's to be expected in the stages when children are growing up and forming new families. So for whatever it's worth, I would say if you are the victim in this situation or you feel like a victim in this situation, there is a very good chance that the experience is being had by all generations involved. Meaning if you are dealing with, let's say, a mother-in-law and a power struggle and you're feeling rejected, I would say there's a very good chance your mother-in-law felt the same way you do now when she was your age also is probably feeling an equal amount of rejection now. So I only say that to give you a bit of insight into what creates this kind of scar tissue. And by scar tissue, I mean where we have emotional walls or sore spots, where where we refuse to see another person's position, or where we are blind and childish or overreactive. And that's not to say it's okay, no matter what they do to you. It's just to say, don't take it personally. It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and where that person is limited or threatened. And if you have a particularly unkind family member, I am telling you without a doubt that if if you got to watch a movie of their life, you'd come out of it saying, oh, that's why they act that way. And you'd see, wow, yeah, their issues have nothing to do with me at all. So briefly, I just want to invite you to reflect on the story behind anyone who is blind or insensitive towards you, what might be their legacy of lack? Is there one? Uh, And I also want to invite you to think on a legacy of lack of development. You know, maybe for example, it's someone who has grown up without any struggle and they've just become two-dimensional and entitled. This is more just so you can see the animal that you are dealing with and what its habits are, just to be able to see it as like a separate entity. To be clear, this is not so you can live in their feelings and feel bad for them constantly. It's just so you can see them as troubled and separate from you. Which brings me to part three, the how, the tools. As the year ends and we are about to go into the holidays, 
For a lot of people, that means we're visiting home again, we're visiting uh, old friends, family, and with that, a lot of stuff can come up. A lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and that is why I think it's really helpful to ease through that with the help of a therapist. And now you can actually talk with a therapist online. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. And there are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year, or want to start building toward a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code HELPMEBEME. That's $100 off when you use code HELPMEBEME at Talkspace.com. All right, the first tool is a pretty fun one. I got, uh, this is inspired by an old uh, yoga routine from the great Leslie Fightmaster. It's called the lemon. So I want you to close your eyes if it's safe to do so. Imagine I have a lemon in front of you. I'm going to cut this lemon into four pieces. And now I'm handing you a slice. And now I want you to pick it up and bite into it. Just in your mind's eye. Bite into the lemon and taste its texture. Feel how sour it is. Chew on it. Really chew on it so you're getting like the whole lemon in your mouth. And now you can put the lemon down and now you don't have to eat any more of the lemon. So this little visualization is just to get you to realize how powerful your mind is and that it works really well when it comes to visualizing anything. So that includes visualizing something that's going to go terribly wrong. And that's one more reason why you should not do that or you should limit that as much as you possibly can but it's also to make you realize how powerful it is when you visualize something positive and optimistic. And why would we do this? Because our thoughts very much create the reality we live in, including, you know, our fear, our sadness, our overprotection of ourselves or our oversensitivities to things. But when we can practice thinking the right reality, that is when we can be the most rational. So I just want you to picture that. Like picture instead of a lemon, you are practicing optimism. You're practicing confidence, openness, hopefulness. In that physical state, with that in your palate, so to speak, you are able, you're open and capable of seeing more. You're able to be more rational, more accurate. You're more clear-minded because you're not contracted. You're not in a threat state. That's when, when you are confident, so optimism is equivalent to rational. So all of that is to say, if you are thinking fearful, negative thoughts that constrict you, make you live in that felt reality, the problem is becomes so finite. Our problem is just rec- recognizing that that's happening and really focusing on that moment, just seeing that that's where we are and redirecting our thoughts. So that when we just figure out like, oh, that's the problem I have. I just got to do reps of that thing. We can focus on training and methods that allow us to redirect our thoughts, soothe our bodies, and get us thinking the right things. So amongst my list of things is yoga. And I mean like yoga anywhere. I've been known to close a door and do a handstand in many a public place. So For me, it's something that takes over my focus enough that I have to really get invested in the activity itself. That's why I think um, pranayama practices are great because they take a lot of concentration. So pranayama breathing exercises, if you have access to a hike, hiking is wonderful as well. But I think at the very least, a very focused breathing exercise, closing your eyes, that is a great way to just stop a thought dead in its tracks. And the more that we can stop a thought dead in its tracks and redirect and redirect and redirect the weaker it gets so all that muscle memory just slowly gets a little bit more faint a little bit more faint a little bit more faint but the most powerful step of all uh, outside of the redirection is just becoming aware of your thoughts and noticing that if if it's an unhelpful one as soon as it emotionally 
starts to take hold, noticing that you even have a choice that you can sidestep and say like, maybe, maybe everything's going to be just fine. Maybe everything's going to be awesome. That's just a way to get you your brain unhooked from the ride that follows a negative thought. Just opening to a possible other alternative that is positive. It's so powerful. Okay, that's the first tool. Next tool, holiday bat. (laughs) And I mean the bats that, you know, fly around and are gross and creepy. But imagine this one is covered in glitter. (laughs) And if you hate bats, let's say instead, we'll call this tool, you're a shooting star. This is just to calibrate your energy. So I brought up bats because this is kind of like a sonar thing. So just like we learned with our, our lemon exercise, your thoughts are your experience. And as I talk about quite often, the expectations you bring to your life very much dictate what you will experience. Like you are a bounce board or a bat, and that is combined into kind of a scanning machine. So like you are basically like bouncing off sound waves off of the world to pick up what you are looking for in particular. And at the same time, you are bouncing back to the world around you. So so it's like you're creating a relationship of like, I'm looking for a certain thing and then I'm also going to project a certain thing and then I'll get feedback that matches that thing. So I just want you to make sure that thing you're bouncing out is something good and is something you want, something that makes you happy, something that makes you feel good, inspired. So I would say this is just to, I would most of all, really reflect on right before you go into whatever uh, stressful holiday party or whatever it is, whatever that situation that is that's going to give you some, some triggers, just before you walk in there, ask yourself, what do I want to get out of this experience? How do I want to return having behaved? Like for example, if you know you have very, you have very selfish family members, for me, my goal would be, I want to stay on my own level. I don't want to be taken down or, or made to act below myself. I want to stay coming from wholeness, compassion, self-respect, kindness. Another goal I would offer you is I want to stay grounded. I want to recognize in the moments that I start to leave my body. Like I'm, that's probably my first step is my, my brain starts to leave my body, start to dissociate. So for you, if, if you start to recognize you're getting disoriented, then that means like I need to take a break and come back into my skin. So maybe you're at that moment you're going to the going for a potty break and you're going to come back into your own body. Um, because no matter what goals you set, I just think when you start before you start, when you set a goal and intention, it makes it much easier for you to stay rational and see any love that is truly there. Otherwise, it's very easy to let fear dominate. And so I think it's just really important to come back into that rational state of openness so you can see the truth that things can be new and things will be new. They will be different and they can be light. They can be fun. They can be surprising, but we have to make space for that to come forth. So another goal I'd like to offer you is I want to have no regrets and be proud of myself. Like I want to, meaning I want to stay in the whole and confident me you know just know where you want to come from how you want to love others how you want to give of yourself and just make sure that's in the forefront of your mind not the fear not the don't let the fear be the motive of everything you do you know and if you stumble forgive yourself readily and bravo you made it that's that tool great cbd It's everywhere. And what the hell is it really? And what does it do? Well, CBD is one of many cannabinoids found in hemp. And reminder, hemp is marijuana's legal cousin because it only has trace amounts of THC. Among other things, people use CBD to help a sense of calm, manage everyday stresses, maintain healthy sleep cycles. So Charlotte's Web is the CBD industry pioneer that kicked off the whole CBD craze. Charlotte's Web extracts are tested 20 times from seed to the final product. And unlike many companies, they have their own proprietary hemp genetics. So the end products are consistent, meaning you know what to expect from bottle to bottle. 
And as a certified B Corp, they're a mission-driven company, which just means they've promised to help the planet and humanity and all of that great stuff. So go to charlottesweb.com to get started with the OG CBD brand who kicked off this whole CBD craze and use the code HELPMEBEME at checkout to save 15% off your order. And that code will work on all CBD products besides the bulk bundles. Thanks. All right, the next tool is called the Golden Ticket. The best gift you can give yourself during this time, or how about the best gift I'm going to give you during this time, is a Golden Ticket. And this ticket means you are allowed to take care of yourself, you are allowed to do what you need to honor yourself, and you must respect your truth no matter what it is. And let the rest go with no regrets because it just is. The truth is what it is, what it is, what it is. I think sometimes it's very hard to sit with all the conflicting feelings we have around being where we are. Exactly, you know, whatever that is. And and I mean that versus being somewhere else for someone else and, and trying to act like something we are not. And it can be really excruciating to simply honor and accept where we are because you might feel so guilty for not putting on a face for someone else or participating in the game that they have set up. And if you are not stable enough to be in certain environments, that too can be incredibly painful because it makes you feel sad and also guilty for disappointing others that you care about. So my gift to you this season is a shiny gold box. I'm handing it over to you. Are you going to open it? No, it's not an ashtray. It's a tiny golden ticket. And it's just something to keep in your pocket. And on this ticket, it says the truth. And what I want this to be is just a reminder to you. It just allows you to simply recognize the truth of what you need to do to take care of yourself. So what that means is if you are negotiating right now, whether or not you are going to go to this thing or you're going to act in this certain way or, or you're not going to speak up for yourself or maybe you are going to speak up for yourself, whatever it is, you just have to ask, like, what am I capable of? What will keep me the safest? What will hurt too much? What isn't worth it? What can I handle? And what can I, what can I handle with enough support? and therapy and processing and what can I not handle with all of those things whatever it is there is an answer there is a a real truthful answer and it's just up to you to listen to what it is to really respect what it is and once you know what it is your next job is to simply be there for yourself and process the feelings as they come including all of the conflicting feelings as they come and and just allow them to pass so give your body some support during the time of those feelings and, and breathe through it. Slow, even deep breaths and manage the pain and stress with additional self-soothing tools if you need them. And I would just say a mantra for situations like this is I'm allowed to take care of myself. I'm allowed to take care of myself. This is another tool I'm calling trust the love. I think one thing that happens to us during the holidays, because it's a consumer-driven holiday, it's very easy to get sucked into that feeling of, I'm not doing enough, I'm not giving enough, I didn't spend enough, I need more, I need to give more. And I think we can get lost in that energy and we lose sight of, I guess, a real genuine impetus to want to show someone we've thought of them we know them we love them and so one filter that's helpful for me is just to check myself periodically and ask myself where is the energy where is it coming from is this being driven by a feeling of less than of lack of needing to overcompensate or is this coming from a real genuine feeling um where's the origin because if I'm coming from that real genuine feeling, usually that's a little smaller. It's a whisper and it's something subtle, but it's, it's truthful. It's like I had this thought about you and I wanted to tell you this thing. And the form it'll take is much, as I said, it's more subtle. It's more nuanced. Those gifts are much more meaningful oftentimes than the ones that are coming from, I need to have 
to show I have lots of stuff or I need to not feel shitty about myself. When you're coming from the I need to not feel shitty about myself angle, for me at least, I usually come out of that feeling like, fuck, I overdid it. That was totally unnecessary or this will all be forgotten in a year from now, if that makes sense. I don't know if you can tell, but it is after hours. We've got lots of appliances going, so I'm sure you're hearing lots of fun noise. Apologies. Um, yeah, so just check your energy. If you are just if you can come from a place of I am whole and my, my love is genuine and not the place of need, lack, lower than, then you're then you're in the right place no matter what it is no matter how weird random the the thought the gift is it's coming from the right place this is a tangential part of that tool I'm just going to add on to it uh, if you are in that place of losing yourself in the moment of let's say gifts being given feeling like you didn't do enough feeling uncomfortable in that moment, I just want you to recognize it and acknowledge it and ask yourself, maybe everything's just fine. Maybe there's no reason to feel awkward at all. Maybe there's no, no lack in any form at all. I feel like a lot of the time when we get really triggered or we get overwhelmed or uncomfortable, we start to project that feeling onto everybody else. And then we think that person's disappointed, that person's stressed out. And you're almost like shopping for it in their face, you know? So just in that moment, if you start to feel yourself like shifting in your seat a little, just ask yourself, maybe everything's fine. Maybe everyone's having a great time and nothing is wrong at all. All right, the next tool is I'm calling some open-minded keep-in-minds. And this is really just a list of tips I would, or, or reflective topics for you, just in general, as you enter this time of year. And that is because we get into definite grooves of expectation. So this would be a list of things, just I would invite you to jot down any that resonate with you just to reference maybe on your phone for example for uh the moment you before you go into said family gathering whatever's going to cause you some stress here's my list allow for things to be different this time i think a lot of the time we expect the worst and then we very much scan for the worst remember that the person who is the meanest to you is also the most self-loathing they are filled with anger jealousy resent or just overall low confidence. So just think of them as an animal with spikes. The best way to deal with a person like this is to deflect. Do not engage and know that if you can deflect, it confuses them enough for you to get away. It also keeps you from investing in a path of back and forth or engagement with them. And I would take layers into account. Know that there are many things that each person is going through. A lot of what we receive is others feeling like they were slighted, like they're not respected. I always remind myself that every single person is also a bunch of very young selves that got stunted at different ages. So just try and see their tiny selves. Next on my list, just like my equation for a happy life, which is a teaspoon of happy. It's an old episode. Check it out. I believe in the ratio of positive experiences being a powerful one, especially when it comes to family. In other words, we need to feel safe by having something to build upon. So that's just one reason to keep things light, keep things top level, just so you can build up a history that is somewhat generally positive. It's something that will give us just the tiniest buffer of safety in the future. And this is how we can slowly start to correct the course of difficult relationships. It's especially helpful to just keep it light if we haven't had anything positive in these relationships anytime recently. So that's just more for you to keep in mind if things have been difficult in the past. Just maybe try keeping them light and brief as a plan of approach. Um, and obviously I'm not saying compromise yourself if this is something like an abuser who you should not allow to have access to you anymore or anything like that. I'm just saying like if you have a difficult relationship, like try keeping it, keeping it light because the more of you guys can average your past experiences as okay, the more likely you are to slowly both 
put your swords down, you know, come, come a little bit less on an offensive ready. Next on my list, no one is allowed to force you to play their game. I would just like to tell you this very bizarre random story about seeing two alpha ladies on the dance floor together. One of them started to do a dance and was making deep eye contact contact with the other one, trying to engage her in recreating her dance. And then the other one simply danced away. And that is what what happens when you see two very powerful, confident people interface with one another. They did not dance together. That's cool. So (laughs) I'm just saying, if you, let's say, cross paths with this person in the hallway who kind of intimidates you, just don't dance. Step back. Turn the other way in a totally uh, confusing deflection kind of way. Like, oh, shit. Sorry. I forgot my phone. Bye. Oh, I got to go pee. Whatever it is. Very instant light deflection. All right. Next on my list, we all want to be safe. And that is a huge part of what is coming up for anybody during any kind of holiday gathering. We have a sense of needing to see who we can thrive around, who will make sure our jokes are laughed at, who will reciprocate whatever we need to hear to feel like good about ourselves. We're all just looking for safety. And we all have that sense of comparison. Like we're all in our own heads, thinking about ourselves. We're taking stock. We're looking at others, seeing where they are, where we are, where we are not. So wherever you think you are that nobody else is, they're probably there too. And I already said this one, but I'm gonna say it again. Keep it light. Our takeaway on a particular person or our felt memory of like a set of experiences very much has to do with the average of those experiences. So if you are trying to build up a bond or create a positive set of memories, just keep it casual. We just need to have enough of the same kinds of memories that are good and positive and fun and know that things don't have to be negative. They don't have to be full of fighting if we can just try and keep it easy going. And, and I would say that's a worthy goal to have. It's not if you are not betraying yourself or in any way compromising your morals to do so. And if you are setting, saying in your head right now, I try to keep it light, but the other people in my life won't let that happen. I would say, think like a nonstick pan and just get ready for the splatter. And reframe it in your mind as a hilarious shit show. It's funny. It's not dire. And if you can include a buddy in the experience of that, like a person that can be there with you through that witnessing that experience, I think it helps it be less harsh. So for example, you could tell someone like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be going through a night of craziness. So I'm going to be texting you throughout the night. It's just a way to feel less alone. And this next tool, so that's the end of my list, the next tool I have for you, don't dance. I kind of already touched on this, but when people, when people in your family like try and you can see that they want to vent a feeling, that's when they want to engage you as a dance partner. They want to get you to complete the steps to their dance. And with some family relationships, a person may want to engage you in their version of reality. And it's almost like, you know, picture a salsa dancer that's got a lace shawl and they throw it over your head and it's very easy to get tangled in it, just trying to get out. So for just this type of situation, I want you to see it in their hands, like see, watch, put, watch for the approach and deliberately keep one foot out of range so you can pivot. And you'll notice likely a familiar lead-in, something seemingly benign that's directly headed toward a specific hook. In that moment, best course of action, as I said, deflection, a sidestep that does not engage the person. So that sounds weird, but I mean literally faking a distraction like a phone call, a bathroom emergency, a pot that has to be taken off the stove immediately, etc. And like when they start to head in that direction, you have literally jumped off the dance floor. I think it's a super helpful ruse to like set up some situation at the beginning of the night. Like, oh my God, my friend just went through a really bad breakup. She's texting me nonstop. So sorry. Or Ugh, I have an annoying work emergency. I can't. Sorry. I'm got to figure this stuff out. I'm sorry. I'm distracted, etc. So the more we can distract, sidestep, the more likely we are to be able to create just enough space that that pattern or that groove loses the tiniest bit of strength and be just because it's not been repeated the same way so therefore it's just been weakened the tiniest bit 
All right, the next tool, it's called Bird's Eye View. And this was inspired in part because I watched Terms of Endearment <laughs> the other night, which is an older film. I think it's good. I think it's worth watching. Um, very sad. But my point is with this tool, life has a lot of ups and downs. But if you were to be able to look at it from a bird's eye view or someone was to make a dramatic film about it, for example, one like Terms of Endearment, what you'd see is, yes, although there's a lot of messiness and a lot of pettiness and a lot of anger and a lot of whatever hurt feelings throughout the course of life, the, the still the dominant takeaway is love. The underlying everything is love, connection, meaningful relationships. So as you walk into what may, may be very stressful times or challenging times, just try and see that. And if you haven't seen it in a while, I recommend watching Terms of Endearment. And I mean, there's things I wouldn't recommend like, you know, there's anyway, I'm not going to tell you the plot of the movie. But my point is you can see that there is love despite all the flaws when you can just look through it, look at that through the lens of the impermanence of life. So before I close, I just want to say thank you to my latest sponsors, Eric, a new Patreon sponsor. Thank you so very much. Wonderful donation from Andrew via Yay With Me. Thank you so very much. Anyone who is interested, actually that was Andrea, sorry. Andrea, thank you so very much. Anyone who's interested in um, making a donation, you can head to yaywithme.com. And if you want to check out additional content, you can head to patreon.com slash Maybe. And anyone who uh, does not have the means to make a donation, I totally understand that. If you could just send it to someone you think it could help, that helps me immensely as well. In closing, you are growing more resourced every day that you work on yourself. And just like you are changing, so are others. People do evolve in unexpected ways. So don't forget to leave room for things like that. Expect nothing and simply show up as yourself. And do not allow anyone to make you less than that self. And know that you are not crazy for taking care of yourself and for listening to yourself and doing what you need to do to honor your values. And this holiday, you deserve safety, health, happiness, balance, honor, respect, and so much love. So I hope you have a very joyful end of the year. And I send you my love. Smile. Smile.